Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I uh, joining each other via Skype. And we are going to talk some free agency as the conference finals are uh, are well underway. Both series sit at 2-1. to one. We figured uh, that we would start focusing on the free agent pool as there are, you know, 27 other teams with an extra team about to be thrown into the mix here soon. I think the expansion draft will uh, will start to take uh, is definitely in in the back of many people's minds as they decide what to do with this offseason. And in today's show, we specifically want to focus on the goaltenders because there is a gluttony of goaltenders available, whether it via uh, RFA, UFA, or guys who just don't seem to fit, uh, maybe fit their team's plans anymore. There just seems to be a lot of goaltenders available. And Justin has taken it upon himself to uh, to create quite the spreadsheet. So uh, this is this is Justin's baby. So I'm turning it over to you, Justin. Wow, that's uh, that's so gracious of you, Mark. Uh, yeah, the free agent goaltending market is going to be quite exciting for me personally. Just you know, obviously, anybody who's listening to the show knows that I play goal. I'm I'm a goaltender at heart, and so um, you know, for me, basically, all I did is I ran through each team individually, looked at their cap space, looked at their I guess you want to call it maybe their top three or four goaltenders, and really took a dive into who I think I might stay, might go, might get traded, and where guys might sign and. Uh, you know, again, the big thing I, I took into account was, you know, what teams are looking for specifically, whether that's, you know, maybe a veteran backup, a 1B, or maybe necessarily they're looking for a starter and, you know, what their future holds. Because, again, a lot of these teams have to take into account, like you said, Seattle coming in. And so, you know, if they go in and spend a lot of money on two guys or, you know, waste, you know, valuable assets like draft picks, they could end up losing that guy to Seattle come, you know, the expansion draft. Sure. Yeah, it definitely has to be something that's on these teams' minds. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I mean, I don't know uh, where you're at with your list, but, uh, you know, jump in. I I figured I'd just go through the teams alphabetically, keep it simple, keep it easy. All right. And uh, we we could roll through and, you know, see see what you got, you know, just jump in any time. But so with that said, first, you know, starting with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, I think this one was, you know, one of the easier ones. Uh, obviously, they've got Gibson locked up at six years, six more years, I believe, for six point four million dollars. Um, the only real question mark is Ryan Miller, whether he's going to retire or continue to play. I, I firmly believe he will continue to play. And, you know, Anaheim obviously does not have much cap room at all right now at the moment. Uh, Which you know, is crazy. They'll make, yeah, <laughs> it really is. You consider like for a team that didn't finish that high, right? A majority of the time, either they're, they've taken on contracts that, you know, are going to be put on, you know, LTIR or, you know, they got a lot of guys that are about to hit the market. So cap space will open up. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not really the case. Uh, I mean, they'll, you know, they'll end up. No, I, go ahead. Uh, I would, I would say that they, Ryan Kessler, probably not going to play again. Is my guess. So they at least have his his uh, his financials available. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it really is. You look at this team and you go, "Wow, how is this team so up against it?" Like they have four hundred and seventy thousand dollars in cap space. <laughs> And they yeah, only have crazy. one player making over $7 million, and that's Ryan Getzlaff. And that's only for yeah. one more year. I mean, this team's about to go into a, a huge overhaul because at the end of this year, they've got $30 million, almost $30 million in cap space. And uh, a lot of their – I mean, you've got Getzlaff, Backus, Carter, Rowney, uh, Eric Branson, all all UFAs, and it'll this team will really start to – to change, and I, I'd, I'd say that out of any of the teams that need a backup goaltender, this is probably the least consequential because they are just going to be bad. I, I can't see Ryan Getzlaff not wanting to be moved, right? Like, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I do think this is the time to move him if you're going to, and you know, you say, hey, look, you've been great for our franchise. You've done a lot of great things. You brought us a cup, but you know, at this point, we're in rebuild, and, and uh, they could eat you know, half could, that. No problem. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be a big deal for them to eat three or four million dollars of that eight point two five, and and then when it comes to the goaltending, there's just not. You know, it doesn't really matter who they who they decide to slot in there because this team's just going to be bad. It might actually be to their advantage to just. I mean, they do have Anthony Stolarz 
in the in the minors and uh, and he's he's always a an okay option to bring in yeah. yeah and and honestly that's that's where it is i think if ryan miller wants to stay they're gonna give him another one-year deal and let him keep playing because again yeah they don't why not need, why not yeah why yeah not? they don't need to go out and get anything else really so it's gonna be uh, a matter of i think that ryan miller is a guy we got to keep in the back of our minds because i i think when ryan miller signed in there in anaheim they they were a good team and I think the thought was, hey, like I might be able to win another Stanley Cup with this team, and that is definitely not going to happen anymore. That's why I don't see him signing there. I think if he's going to stay in the league, why why not and be a backup? Why not be a backup for a halfway decent team? Especially well, hey, since you're he, only going to make one or, one or two million bucks, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And so go back uh, to Buffalo. <laughs> I think they're just as far off, to be quite honest, but. Uh, that's just my opinion. So at least I got a superstar there. It's true. Uh, so Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, same situation, right? They've they're pretty locked up at goal. They've got Kemper for two more years, Ranta for another year, and uh, Aiden Hill in the minors. He's an RFA. I, I think again, he'll re-sign with them. There's no no reason why they would let him go. He was decent, you know, the times that he had to come up and play backup. But because again, you got two guys, Kemper and Ranta, that you know. Don't necessarily ever really make it through a full season without having little bumps or stretches of injuries, and so um, yeah, you know, Ranta is one thing. They're not going to touch that. Yeah, and I, I think Ranta is a guy that you know. Again, if they don't look to be a playoff team or they don't look like a shot at you know making the bubble, um, they'll probably move Ranta at the deadline to sure. maybe get a you know third or fourth rounder. But other than that, they're really not going to do much. Okay, uh, the Boston Bruins are interesting because both Halak and Rask are UFAs at the end of at the end of next season. Yeah, this one will be puzzling because obviously there's kind of a, a shaken relationship between not necessarily management and Rask, but I'd say the Boston city and fans itself and Rask, where you know. Some people like I, I, I see both sides of the spectrum where some guys are like, this guy's great. But then other people, fans are like, get rid of this guy. He just he abandoned us during the bubble. He, you know, can't ever win a game seven. So why bother? Let's move on, trade him and get something. So th- this will be very, very interesting. I think obviously that Boston will probably stick with, you know, Rask and Halak. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. From a from a logical standpoint, it would be dumb. To, to oh, move absolutely. on, you know, I, you're not going to get anything close to value. Uh, you're not. You might get a first. You, I don't think anyone's given a first round no. pick for for 34. Well, who will what will be 34 year old Rask at seven million? Uh, even if the Bruins were to eat three three and a half million of that contract, uh, I just I don't know why a team would be willing to give up that much. If you're let's like who who are the possible teams who would be interested in a UFA goaltender? Uh, I think this this conversation kind of goes along with the the Leafs talking about trading Anderson, uh, where you know you you maybe only have a guy for one more year, right? So between those two guys, if you if you threw Rask into the mix, who's interested? It's the Oilers, the Flames, maybe the Islanders. Uh, all teams in need of maybe a a, a goaltender, but I, I don't know who. Uh, I mean, really, the Flames and the Oilers. Those those are the two teams that pop out to me. Are, are there any other teams that pop out to you that you're like, yes, they might be interested in a UFA goaltender? Yeah, I would say you could definitely throw uh, Minnesota's name in that hat. I know they're they're probably looking to separate themselves from Devin Dubnik at this point and kind of start fresh, get something else, and move on. Uh, another team maybe you could look at would be Colorado. I'm. You know, I'm not sure, you know, how much longer you want to go with the pair of Grubauer and Francouz. And, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. It, it was okay, but, you it's know, it's definitely not, not winning the, the many series. Right. But at the same time, neither is Frederick Anderson. So, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's the problem is the Leafs are going to try to move this guy. And the reason they want to move him is because he hasn't won and hasn't stolen a playoff series. So, who that's not a bargaining chip <laughs> right exactly yeah I, I i see rask coming back with the bruins and and you know maybe they mostly because you also you look at halak and you wonder how much does this guy have left you definitely don't want him to be your starting goaltender you yeah. don't want him to play 60 games for you so a rask yeah, will be back no and uh i will we'll see what happens there but i 
I expect for the Bruins to begin taking some steps back. Yeah, and I, I do think Halak will end up signing an extension with this team, too. I think, you know, he's been a great 1B goaltender, and I think they'd like to just continue that relationship as well. And maybe Rask just sticks around anyways. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think you're really that mad that he left the bubble. Like, if if the guy's having some, like, yeah, okay, you can see it from, a, like, he abandoned them in the bubble. But, like, yeah, he comes out and he says, you know, I this uh, – my family's more important. Well, maybe he's actually saying I'm horribly depressed in here and I need to get out or it's going to be bad. I, I don't yeah, know. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to try and judge. I mean, sure. From a fan's perspective, I understand it. would be, it'd be annoying. Like they might've been able to, to win another round had it, had he stayed. I mean, he, he is better than Halak for sure. Uh, but that's, uh, we'll never know. And, you'd rather have him as your starting goalie than Halak in, in my opinion there. So for a, for a full stretch of the regular season, um, let's go to uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Next old, in alphabetical order. <laughs> they've got, <laughs> they've got roughly $33 million to spend, but they've got about 20 forwards. They need to sign up front. So, uh, um, yes, they and- currently have four forwards, <laughs> signed through this season and then three signed after that Marcus yeah, Johansson only has one year left on his deal and unfortunately and one of those players is Kyle Poso. yes unfortunately and from from what I keep hearing too they they're uh, going to try to work with a salary of roughly 70 million ish dollars for the season so they're not going to try to extend themselves to the cap uh, limit if all things are correct but uh, when you look at this goaltending situation obviously you've got Hutton there for another year at relatively good money Allmark's an RFA I again I think he re-signs he was pretty decent in the short stints we did see him for you know the 20-ish games and then uh, they've got Lukanen and the minors who still got a couple years left on his deal but to be quite honest I, I know this is a Buffalo team that could desperately use a big name starter uh, you know to help kind of maybe re re ignite that that rebuild that they've been trying to do for so long it seems like um but honestly i i don't think free agents are going to want to go there right now at this point because again they've got so many unknowns up front at the forward position and then honestly they if they're smart they're not gonna you know get rid of assets right now at this point to try to bring in a big name goaltender so to me this is a team that is just going to have to deal with another year of mediocre goaltending yeah i mean i guess the question is going to be who is going to want to go go play there uh I guess I could I could see them targeting a guy like Jacob Markstrom, that, but I, I don't know if he would have any interest in going in going there. Um, Thomas Grice seems to be like a sounds to me like a Buffalo kind of like, he like I could see him signing in Buffalo, uh, who maybe like a Brian Elliott. Like you, you're you're probably at this point still thinking that Carter Hutton is your your goalie. I mean, he wasn't, well, he wasn't really good. He hasn't been good for the Sabres. I mean, he really had his one good, good little year with the Blues. Uh, but I, I guess I figure they're, they're going to go after somebody, but probably somebody who they can get at two or three years worth. Like they're going to get somebody in this free agency uh, who can overlap Carter Hutton leaving. I don't think that Carter Hutton is necessarily terrible i just i don't think that the sabers have been very good at all so no. <laughs> it, it has, really hasn't been been his fault but no apparently too I, I did read there were some issues with his vision he was having early on for most of the season and uh, i guess that's been corrected and he's starting to see the puck his vision's a lot better with the puck now um, which could explain some of the, hmm. the bad numbers he's had this season but uh to be quite honest if i'm buffalo i'm gonna wait a year and maybe go after a guy like jake allen for example, who you can get, you know, relatively inexpensive, uh, you know, to a contract there. And, uh, you know, you don't have to go out and give up anything to get him. Yeah. Why not bring in like Jimmy Howard? Sure. Yeah. See there's a one year do. deal. I mean, hey, he went t- two and 23. He can't get worse, right? <laughs> right. He, he only won Ugh. one more game than the uh, than the Zamboni driver guy, right? <laughs> the difference oh, is he had he had 25 tries. That's true. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's insane. His his record this season is actually insane. Like, how often do you see a goalie play twenty seven games and have a fo- over a four point goals against average? I don't think that's ever and been only a thing. win two of those games. Like that is that is horrendous. I mean, those are some like expansion team type numbers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other other than that, I I think yeah, the Sabers. I would think are going to go and try to try to make a splash in, in this spot. I know, I know they they have an internal cap, uh, but that still leaves them with $22 million to play with. And yes, they have to resign some forwards. They're going to have to resign Sam Reinhart, which will probably cost them a decent amount, five, five million, something like that. And, uh, of course we'll, we'll go over all this, uh, later as we go through the rest of the team's, other positions, but I think they're going to be in an okay spot where they're going to bring back some of these forwards and they'll be able to, to fill out the rest of their lineup. But I guess the big thing is what is Rasmus Dahlin going to sign an extension to? And then that'll kind of, everything else will fall into place from there. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's go to what's the next in the alphabetical order, the Calgary flames. Calgary. Yes, sir. So this is, this is an interesting team because I think this is going to be the first big team we talk about that's going to make some moves, right? Um, we know they they would love to get their hands on a, a top-notch starter. Uh, you know, they've got a little over $16 million in cap space to work with. Um, you know, you keep hearing rumblings of, you know, maybe Sean Monahan or Johnny Goudreau might be in or out. Uh, but when you look at the back end, they've got Riddich for another year at a little under $3 million. Cam Talbot's a UFA. I do not think he re-signs. I think he's looking for something a little bit more long-term. Uh, you know, he's shown again that he has the potential to be a number one goaltender. Uh, not that, you know, if I'm a team like, you Kinda know, like Colorado. Kind of like a 1B type of goalie. Yeah, like, absolutely. He's, he's a, he maybe is a like a Grice in the right situation, a Grice or a, you know, Kidobin or so, like somebody that can play but is definitely the next slot down. The problem is he's played on these teams that are – not the best defensively, so his numbers don't necessarily reflect the same way that Kudobin. Like if if Cam Talbot went and played in Dallas, his numbers would be much better. Yeah, absolutely. Just based on and, the, the team in front. Yeah, and after looking at the situation, honestly, I I looked at Cam Talbot where I think he's going to end up, and it's not going to be a good defensive team. I think he ends up in a place like Detroit that might be willing to give him a little bit more term than you know most of these other teams will, but. Uh, ultimately, though, I, I think Calgary makes a splash, and they go out and they trade for Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. Okay, Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. I uh, I did hear that the Oilers had talked to the Penguins, and they came back. Colin essentially said, "Yeah, it's what they're what they're wanting is too rich for our blood." Yeah, so I, you know I that means know that. they want more than a first round pick for Matt Murray. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do hear that, and. Um, you know, I, I think Calgary would be willing to move a first round pick because they're they're kind of in that spot where they're not necessarily in a rebuild yet, uh, but they're closer, or at least I think internally they feel like they're closer to competing for a championship. And especially when you've got Giordano here for two more years, I think you kind of want to take advantage of that if you're Calgary. They've got you know some decent pieces on the back end, but would you, you know, rather would you rather have uh, let's say Frederick Anderson? And 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 with the with the let's say let's say you can trade for Anderson and you can sign him to an extension. Let's assume that let's assume that he'll he'll want to sign an extension. So let's say you trade for Frederick Anderson and the the cost is slightly less is my guess for Anderson over Matt Murray, and you can get him in there. Would you rather have Murray or Frederick Anderson as your your goalie for the next three years? Well, I won't disagree with you. I think Anderson is probably the guy I would rather have. However, the concern for me as a Calgary, uh, you know, GM would be that extension, right? Because if you trade for Anderson, well, you could uh, you sign, know, you I, could have an extension agreed upon before you deal. Sure, with it, right? No, absolutely. And but I mean, to be quite honest, it's very rare that that does occur. And I think as an RFA, Matt Murray is obviously somebody you know you're going to be able to keep around for at least a couple years. Um, and I think right now Matt Murray is probably looking for a spot where he knows he can be a number one. And while I think Edmonton maybe, well, he doesn't have know, a choice. Still, Right. Well, well, Matt Murray doesn't have a choice where he goes. If Pittsburgh trades him, he he has no leverage at all. 
No, no, absolutely. That's that's absolutely correct. So, um, yeah, but just I, I actually had another another little nice spot for Anderson to go to with a team that I think can maybe offer something more than just a you know different from a first rounder, I guess. Which I think Toronto might be a little bit more receptive to. So, okay, uh, we'll get to that a little later. All right, all right. Well, uh, yeah, the Flames definitely have lots of uh, lots of opportunity here. Uh, they will be one of the teams that that do something pretty interesting. Uh, let's go Carolina Hurricanes. They've got two goalies still locked up, Reimer and Mrazek, but all both with one year left on their deal. And it is rumored that they have been uh, they've been talking to some teams about goal to, goalies. As I don't think that uh, that these guys are their long term solution. I don't know if they want to bring Mrazek back for five more years. Well, I, you know what? I do think Mrazek is a guy that they they would like to bring back because he's been pretty good for them when healthy. But I think it's more going to be a situation of, um, well, will he sign for basically the same deal again, like around three right. or four million dollars? That would be the yes, question. I, I do think they would prefer to have him be like a one B, one A combo type thing, and so you know you're going to have to go. And again, this is another spot where maybe Jake Allen could fit in quite nicely, um, because let's face it, I think you know Montreal as much as uh, you know I respect Mark Bergevin as a GM, I don't think you bring on Jake Allen to be your backup all year because you don't want to spend that kind of money on the goaltending position. So I still think Jake Allen's going to move at some point this season. Uh, Carolina could be a nice spot for him because again, if you can get Mrazek and Allen locked up at a long-term deal, I would feel very comfortable at getting both those guys signed at under 4 million, you know, under 4 million, hopefully a piece long-term, maybe three to five years. And I would feel, I'd feel very comfortable going forward with that if I'm Carolina. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, but Jake Allen is not going to be an option until much later in the season where Montreal's decided that they're out of it. I mean, they, they want the, well, maybe they want the luxury of being able to play Carey Price 50 games. I think oh, that sure, that's, yeah. that's the goal. Like maybe even less, maybe 45 games for Price and, you know, 37 for, for Allen. If, you know, if, if we're in a perfect world. I think that would be great. And then of course they make the playoffs and you've got a fresh carry price going in. I think they're, they're understanding that carry price can no longer play 60, 65 games and have a productive postseason. No, no, no. I absolutely agree. And I think again, when you look at Carolina, maybe you flip an asset because again, I, I, I know Jake Allen's not going to resign in Montreal um, just because I think he's going to want around $4 million. And if you're Montreal, you're not giving him an extension at that price. And so if you look at a guy like, for instance, James Reimer, who is still very capable of playing 25, 30 games as a backup, you can maybe swap those assets and throw other things in there. And you can move Reimer to Montreal, who could play, you know, some good games for Montreal as a backup there. Yeah, very true. Uh, Okay, let's go to the Chicago Blackhawks. They have been rumored to have offered Corey Crawford a one-year deal. We don't know the amount, but it is a one-year deal. So the ball is in his court. Malcolm Subban is an RFA. And then you, of course, have Colin Delia, who played 16 games in the regular season. Didn't look that good. Uh, he's got two years left at $1 million. What do the Chicago Blackhawks do? Yeah, I think this is another team that would love to get their hands on a starter. Um, I know they've been rumored to be interested in Robin Leonard's services again. I don't think they'll get it. But no, I, I think we can assume that Robin Leonard's going to resign in Vegas. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, anybody on Twitter has been following the five and five deal. He essentially is reported to have gotten, um, you know, of course, Robin Leonard denies this. He's like, let's focus on hockey. But of course, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And to me, this this looks pretty true. If you know, maybe the numbers might be off a little bit. But, you know, I do think there is already a deal in place if if I'm Vegas. But uh, from a Chicago standpoint, I think Malcolm Subban, he's gone. I even though he's an RFA, I don't think they qualify him. I think they let him walk because he's been horrendous. Hasn't looked good in Chicago. Didn't look good in Vegas. Uh, you know, Boston, he really hasn't looked good anywhere, in my opinion, he's been. And so not worth putting the money, you know, towards. So you get rid of him and you try to go find a backup because I, I do think Corey Crawford will resign with this team. Uh, he's still a very capable goaltender. Maybe not your 60-game starter anymore. But, you know, if you get him 25, 30 games, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's very capable of being a, a quality 1B for you. And, uh, ultimately, I actually had Jake Allen getting traded to Chicago and being the you've got, goal J- you've got Jake Allen being traded to like four teams. <laughs> well, I do, <laughs> I, I do think that 
next season when he becomes a free agent, I think this is where he re-signs, uh, in my opinion. I think this is going to be the best opportunity for him to be a potential number one moving forward. I know he would like to do that because you know he's come out and said that he's you know adapted to the the role of being a backup and he's enjoyed it. But when you're a goaltender, listen, you you don't want to be a backup your whole career. You know that you know obviously there's some guys that just aren't good enough and they accept that role and they're okay with that because they still get to play in the NHL. But there's guys like Jake Allen, I think, who were a starter. They had that taste. They're still capable of being that good. They're just not going to sit back and take backup roles for the rest of the career. They're going to go seek some starter positions, and I think this might be the best place for him to sign after this next season. Yeah, one guy that I would look, uh, you know, if you're you're uh, Chicago and you're willing to bring back the old Corey Crawford, why not go out and bring in Craig Anderson and just have that veteran pair of goaltenders because he'll he'll be available. He'll likely come reasonably cheap, and I think he would fit your system really well. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I did look at Anderson, and I also looked at Jimmy Howard. Might be a good fit here too on a one your deal to come in and, you know, give you some, some games as well. But I think if you're, if you're Chicago, I would probably at this point rather, um, you know, put my money on Anderson rather than Howard at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Craig Anderson's <laughs> much better. Goal. I, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if Jimmy Howard isn't done. Like he might get an opportunity to be a team's uh, like he's going to have to sign league minimum. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, league I minimum. Agree. He's not, he's not even worth a million bucks. Unfortunately, yeah, he's, he's a great yeah. he's a great guy, but that's I mean, he's clearly not a good goalie at all. <laughs> he's, he's been quite terrible. Uh, yeah, and I, I do think right now at this point in his career, it's probably a sixty percent chance, in my opinion, that he's going to retire before he resigns anywhere else. I think of, I think right? so too, Be, especially based on like all these other goaltenders that are available. Who like if you pull up free agent goaltenders, there probably is. Uh, there's 33 goalies that are free agents at the it, coming into this offseason. And looking at this list, I think there's probably one guy that I would want less than Jimmy Howard. No, no, I lied. <laughs> none, none guys. There's none, none guys. guys. No, I don't think there's anybody that I'd want less than Jimmy Howard. I just Jimmy Howard just is not... He's not cutting it anymore. Unfortunately, he had a nice career, but I just don't think that he's <laughs> he's even NHL material. I mean, if he's willing to sign a two-way deal and and play in the AHL and be my third goaltender, I'd take him. That's about the only way I'd take him. Yeah, and I don't think he's I don't think he's riding the buses anymore. So no, uh, the Colorado Avalanche team that lost uh, likely because of their goaltending, uh, Grubauer and Pavel Frank, who's and then, uh, of course, Michael Hutchinson, he had to come in because both those guys got hurt. So uh, what does this team do? I mean, you're not necessarily planning on having to use your third goalie in the playoffs, so I don't think that's something that you're really that worried about. But in my mind, neither Frank Kuz or Grubauer have been really good for this team. They've been fine. They've been good enough. Uh, Grubauer was pretty good in the playoffs. Uh but some of those numbers are from those those four exhibition games in the beginning, or the three, I guess he played in three of them. Uh, so they kind of padded his stats a little bit. The teams weren't that great in those moments, but uh, I'm wondering, are they going to give this guy an extension, or is is this kind of are they going? What do you think the Avalanche are going to do? Yeah, I you know what I, I think while this team would love to go out and get themselves a number one A type goaltender, I ultimately don't think that happens while they've got you know 22 ish million dollars in cap space um i think their bigger concern is a little bit further down the road with the defense and the forward position and what i mean by that is obviously you've got a guy like landis who needs a new contract extension zadora uh, needs a new contract extension yeah too. you gotta think maybe a couple of years down the road even further with Kadri and mckinnon are going to need extensions which i think you know if you're colorado obviously you want both those guys sticking around for a while but to me the other the other concern is too, you know, you've got, um, you know, Makar who's going to need an extension, uh, and then you've also got to go out and find, I think, you know, at least one more top four, you know, top five type shutdown defenseman uh, to add to that roster. And I think ultimately they're going to spend their money elsewhere. 
you know, maybe they'll look to sign Grubauer to an extension because, again, if you can keep him around the three million ish dollars that he's at right now, um, I'm totally comfortable with him being a one A one B combo type guy at that money. But but who's going to be your one B? Are you do you want Frank Kuz as your as your B? No, I, I I don't. And honestly, I think while he was great this season for the team when they needed him to be, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a long term solution, especially at 30 years old. So, you know, maybe he gets moved this season. Maybe they go look, um, you know, look into the free agency next year and see if they, you know, find a guy maybe they like. But um, I Ryan, think Grubauer hey, maybe the. Hey, Ryan Miller could be a great fit <laughs> in Colorado for real. He could be a great fit. I mean, you bring in a the veteran goaltender, you got him alongside. Uh, Philip Grubauer and I mean he can yeah he only played in 23 games this last year but you know maybe if if you think he can play more either him or Craig Anderson would be would be really nice fits I I think this team needs a a veteran goaltender like a guy who you can uh, you know has won something (laughs) in his career like they've (laughs) both won playoff series and yeah. they could both step in if Grubauer goes down. They could both step in, and you can feel okay about who you have back there. Yeah, I think maybe one team to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I think they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. But say maybe, um, you know, they've obviously they've got a three-headed monster right now. But maybe you look at the Rangers and ask Lundqvist, hey, you know, we've got a legit shot at competing. And maybe, you know, if you're the Rangers, you you know, you're a little out of it. You know, maybe sitting at that. Nine ten spot, you know, come close to the deadline. You say, "Hey, let's uh, let's get you know Lundqvist in here to play some minutes for us." Oh, I think yeah, I think Lundqvist is is gone. Okay, I, I actually don't even know if he's going to play. <laughs> wow, I, I really All don't. Right. I, I I think there's a chance that he retires. I wow, know that okay. I believe it was the uh, the New York Post. Uh, yeah, uh, he said that he is coming back to New York City to start school for his kids, uh, and then we'll go from there, is what he said. So he doesn't sound like a man who's super sure that he's going to come back and play this next year. Uh, yeah, to me... Or that, that he's going to play for the Rangers. Sure, yeah, and that's exactly where I'm thinking because I think, again, he's he kind of realizes his future could be up in the air with New York, and they might ask him to leave because, you know, they've got Gorgiev and uh, Shesterkin, and, you know, do you want to have to get rid of Gorgiev to keep Lundqvist around for maybe one or two years at the most. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think Lundqvist needs to be gone. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, Colorado would be a great spot for him. Yeah. But I guess in my mind, you wonder, you know, was he, he more or less was the like two A two B guy. So if you're Colorado, do you really want to bring in a two, a two A two B guy? Sure. When there's when there's maybe some some other options. Although, what who would you rather have, Lundqvist or like a like one of those other Miller or Anderson? I think you you'll take the flyer on Lundqvist to see if he can to see if maybe a shakeup kind of gives him some new life. Um, although I feel like he's maybe had he's had that a couple times where it's like oh he's down and then whew, new life for Lundqvist and then he's down again new life for Lundqvist. So, uh, but it might have something to do with the the team in front of him too. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's go to the Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets. Yes, this is obviously an easy one. They're going to stick stick with Merce Licken and Corpusalo, and I'm actually excited for this year for their goaltending because both guys at two year deals. Uh, Merce Licken's obviously making about a million and a half more, but uh, it's going to be a battle to who's going to go out and take that number one spot because ultimately, I think after the season, who's ever shown that they're the guy, they're going to be the go to guy. Um, you know, I think is going to get the extension and the other one might be uh, looking at a little trade bait. So it'll be, it'll be fun. But I think, you know, if you're Columbus too, I think another option to look at is maybe bringing in, um, you know, I don't want to necessarily say a veteran guy, but I think they would How like about to bring Jake in Allen. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was going to say, maybe like, a, a, yeah, right. uh, maybe like an Aaron Dell, a Louis Domingue, a guy who's been there before, who's been around for a while you know, but isn't going to be your number one or two goaltender and is okay with being that third string, but who I feel okay with if, you know, there's an injury situation who can come and play backup minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're, they're an easy one. They're going to stick with what they have because both those guys played really well in the playoffs. So I don't think you, you have much, much of an issue there. Uh, let's go to the Dallas stars who are losing, uh, one of the heads of their, 
They're a two-headed monster. Anton Kudobin is a UFA, and I th- I think there is a small chance he resigns in Dallas. But my guess is that he wants to have a crack at being a starting goaltender, and uh, and he's he's going to get it somewhere. Yeah, I um so. I took a look at this. Obviously, Ottinger coming in, you know, he's he's played <laughs> very few minutes, but he's looked pretty good, very calm, very, you know, he's got that that veteran goaltender presence about him, and I, I think if you're Dallas, you feel very good about that. Um, and you can always go sign. You can sign any any number of these older guys and bring them in right. as a backup. But you're you're the thing about Ben Bishop, we know he's not a guy who's going to play more than forty five games. Right. Yeah. He's and, just and, not. <laughs> I think it's it's Ottinger's time. I think it's time for him to come up and and crack his you know teeth at the NHL level and you know maybe get thirty games in here and see what you can what you can get and ultimately what you have because you know he's two years out from being an RFA so you know this is the time to figure out are we going to go with this guy for the future or when Ben Bishop's contract is up you know do we need to have another Plan B in place because Ottinger's not going to be that guy. So. Yeah, he's played he's played he played well in the AHL uh, this year and. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if if he can make any kind of difference there. I, I still think I think they're, you're definitely bringing some other goaltender into your system. It just depends on on maybe who that ends up being. But uh, yeah, I think ultimately though, Kudobin resigns or doesn't resign, ends up going, and you're going to love the team I picked for him. Uh, the Washington Capitals is where I think oh, he signs. He's going to replace Braden Holtby there, huh? Yeah, so I think be the really- backup to uh, to Samsonov. See, that, that's yeah. that'd be that'd be my pushback. Is that I don't know if he's going to go somewhere where he's still in a position where he'll probably be a one A one B, or maybe maybe he maybe he knows he's comfortable with that. I don't know, but yeah, I think one there's going to be that rush connection, right? I think uh, you know Kovalchuk might resign there in a one year deal. I think you still got Ov Kuznetsov, you know, they're in that Samsonov that that Russian connection there with these guys has kind of lured some of these players there. And so ultimately I think, you know, Samsonov hasn't really stolen the number one job, but I think he's played well enough where they can walk away from Holpe because of the money situation. But at the same time, I think, you know, Kudobin knows he could probably go in here. He can probably play 50 games and be that, you know, one, eight, uh, you know, Samsonov's one B while they still get him matured in this league. All right. Uh, let's go to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we'll do a couple more teams here. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have Jonathan Bernier for one more year at $3 million. They Just to kind of give an overview of the rest of it, I mean, really the guys they need to resign Mantha and Bertuzzi, um, that will get somewhat decent money, especially Mantha. But the rest of the team, I mean, they have $34.6 million in cap space, and they... Yeah, they've they've got a just kind of a wide open slate. Finally, finally, after so many bad contracts, they're they're coming off the books here with uh, Jonathan Erickson, finally a UFA, uh, Jimmy Howard gone, Henrik Zetterberg's contract has just one more year left on it, and uh, of course he's on LTIR. So technically, the Wings could get an extra six million dollars in salary relief if they decided to go out and just break the bank and bring in every free agent. And then, uh, you know, just one more year left of Steven Weiss's buyout <laughs> still paying that guy off. What a, what a great signing that was for Ken Holland. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. What do the Red Wings do from a goaltending perspective? I know we, you've brought up a couple names already. Yeah. Cam Talbot, I think is a guy who is going to have a good opportunity to be a one, a one B situation here. Um, I, I do think the wings maybe give him a four and four type contract. Um, and then on the flip side, you look internally, right? They've got Jonathan Bernier with one year left at three mil. I ultimately think he signs an extension as well. I I've liked his game in Detroit. I think he's played very, very well considering the team that's been in front of him. And I, I think Detroit feels the same way. And ultimately I do think they maybe give him another two or three year extension. Um, you know, just in case, again, you know, maybe they can't go out and get Talbot or they can't sign anybody this year through free agency or trades. Um, and then, of course, they've got Calvin Pickard in the minors with one year left. I think he's he's a very serviceable, you know, three, number three goaltender. He, he can't be worse than Howard. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. So, you know, if you can go out and get it, maybe a Cam Talbot, uh, you know, a Bernier, and you have Pickard down there in the minors, I think that's a very good, you know, one, two, three punch to have on a team that's still in a rebuild. Is this a year though where you, I, I don't think 
if you're the Red Wings, you want to have another year where you're the bum of the league. Like they they've no, been I, the they've been the butt of every joke for the last little bit here, <laughs> and they still haven't been able to get the first overall pick. It's not doing them any good. So I think it's time to just like they need to go out and and do something. I mean, they've got a lot of cap space. They have to bring in somebody because you do have a basement for your salary cap. So they're going to have to go and sign uh, a few guys here to to kind of fill out the rest of this roster. And maybe now is a time to to go out and make a little bit of a splash if you can convince somebody that you know you've got a team that uh, somebody could you know potentially come in and and you can build around them or maybe not build around them, but they can be a pretty good piece of of what you're doing. Uh, it may not be that time quite yet, but this this Red Wings team, I don't think they should be aiming for the bottom again. Like they no, I absolutely agree. And you know, you know, from a goaltending perspective, I think even with you know a guy like you know Talbot and and Bernier back there, I don't think you're gonna um, you know have goaltenders that will put you at the bottom. You know, again, if they resign Howard, obviously they're they're saying, okay, you know, we expect to be at the bottom, and and I don't think that's what they want to convey when they go out in free agency, and so. Yeah. Um, we know on the back end they're they're eyeing guys like Tori Krug and Pietrangelo, um, you know. But again, maybe they make a larger splash and they go out and they they can convince a guy like Taylor Hall, you know, to come in, uh, you know, because they might be willing to give him a little bit more term than other teams. Uh, you know, maybe they say, hey, you know, you can play with uh, you know Manta and uh, Robbie Fabry and Larkin and you know get an opportunity. Or maybe they go out and they sign a guy like that you know, doesn't Michael sound Green, like that much of an opportunity to me. <laughs> compared to what compared to uh what where else he could go <laughs> well i mean you know he's been rumored to go to calgary right but to be quite honest i'd much rather play with larkin than i and would buffalo play with him he's than, been talked about know, going to buffalo well, yeah too. if he goes to buffalo that wouldn't be too bad i would be okay with playing with jack eichel i guess so uh i i think you know if if the red wings uh wanted to make a splash you know matt murray i hear is available what if the wings brought in matt murray I think that could be a that could be a game changer for them. Oh. Did I lose you? Nope, nope. There we are. Oh, okay. Sorry, you cut in and out for a minute. No, all good. <laughs> I said, I, I. What if the Red Wings? I mean, the Red Wings would definitely have the pieces to bring in a Tristan Jari or a Matt Murray. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've, there's no doubt about it. I think uh, you know when it comes to trading, giving up assets, though, especially for a team at the bottom, they're going to be very, very cautious what they give up because uh, they want to make sure they get a sure thing. And I, you know what? I like Matt Murray. I think he's still capable of being a number one guy, um, and he's proven it. But you know, again, I, I'm still, I'm still hesitant, right? And if you're Detroit, who's got some higher end draft picks, and um, yeah, you're not trading away your first. Definitely no, 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 absolutely first. not. But no, would no, you no, give no, a but, second round pick for Matt Murray? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I think some uh, other teams might be willing to give a first from memory, maybe. Yeah. Not me. Well, no, no, I, I definitely wouldn't for sure. But, um, you know, if you're Detroit, maybe because, again, that's going to be, a you know, a high-end second. You know, you could just say, like, a low first-round pick at that point. You know, maybe that might entice. Yeah, know, I mean, it's, like it's the 32nd but. pick in the draft, their second-round pick. Right. So. All right, let's go to uh, our last team of the day, the Edmonton Oilers, who uh, – have Miko Koskinen for another two years and ten million in cap space, and they uh, might bring back Mike Smith, but they are definitely looking for another option. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they've got about ten and a half million in cap space. I think, you yeah. know, yeah. they would like to spend a bulk of that money uh, up front to find some depth at the forward position and maybe get another defenseman back there in their top four. And they need to uh, resign Andreas Athanasiu, who is, you know, what, what do you think he's going to want? Another. I mean, he was at what three and a half. Three. I think three. he's he's worth three right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, for a guy that you know potentially, and then he could be also you know trade bait too for a team if they want to go out and make a move. Uh, you know, for me, anyways, I I looked at this team. I think you know Mike Smith. They're not going to re-sign him because I think they would like to find themselves another goaltender who's capable of being a starter, um, who at least can give them you know a few more years. I think Mike Smith. You know, he's yeah, he's, he's just a one year option. Guy. Yeah. And uh, to me, I think, you know, when I, I, I still believe that Jake Allen's going to get moved before the, the season starts, I don't think they're going to go into the regular season with him. And I think they go out and they sign a guy like Mike Smith in Montreal. Um, but my bigger takeaway from all this is when they want to go out and bring in a guy to be like a 1B situation, 1A, I think they go and look at a guy like, you know, that has some familiarity with this franchise, and that's Devin Dubnik in Minnesota. 
Wow, um, of bringing back Devin Dubnik. I don't know if he'd want to go yeah. back. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at a team like Minnesota, right, and they've been just hovering at that 8-9 spot for so long. And, um, you know, I can't say for certain they're they're on their way up, but in Edmonton, there's at least a glimmer of hope that they're on their way up. And I think if you're Dubnik, you still have a few years left in you to play some hockey. And, uh, you know, you can go to, you know, Edmonton and Minnesota will likely either eat some cap or buy him out. So you can get Dubnik for relatively next to nothing. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't think Minnesota's you know, going to buy him out. Well, I mean, you're left on his deal. You could, but I, ultimately, I think if you can get a sixth or seventh round pick for a guy like Dubnik to just move some cap space, I think, um, you know, they would be willing to maybe eat half that contract and. You know, then you can go and sign a guy like Dubnik for a couple million dollars, see if he's still got anything left in the tank. And then if he does, you can talk extension at that point for maybe, you know, another two, three years after that. Yeah, I just I I would think that Ken Holland's going to want to go with some a sure thing. And the sure thing to me is bringing in Thomas Grice. OK, he is the best option for this Oilers team, I think, in terms of what you could sign him for. You know, I think you probably can bring him in for for four million dollars. Uh, you can you can sign him to a four year deal, and I mean, then you're pretty you're pretty set. I think you feel pretty comfortable having Grice in there for a few years at that point, and you know, maybe that fourth year is just kind of the cost of doing business, and then you have to figure out what to do with him for that fourth year. But he's always been consistent. Yes, he plays for a very good defensive Islanders team, uh, but I I think he could come into this. Oilers team and and make a difference and I don't think that Koskinen is necessarily you know he's not he's not awful by any means I think if he's just playing you know in 38 games he played basically slightly above league average for save percentage so he, he played well so I don't think that you're you're feeling bad if you need to have him play half the games in the regular season and if you had Thomas Grice playing the other half I think you're in a pretty good position yeah, my only concern with a guy like Grice, um, you know, if you're looking at him to be a potential 1A anywhere, um, you know, I look at, you know, is our system similar to the Islanders? And I think Minnesota is not playing a defensive first type system. I think they would like to, Edmonton. you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, they're not playing a, a defensive, you know, type game first. They're they're looking sure. to, you know, move the puck up, you know, skate fast, go hard, you know, with those forwards and try to outscore you. Um, you know, when you look at Grice's numbers before Trotz came in, they were mediocre. Um, you know, obviously he had the terrible year right before, um, you know, before Trotz got there. And then, you know, that defensive system shows up and all of a sudden his numbers go up. And I don't think that's any coincidence. So if you got a team that plays a different type of system, you know, are, are you going to get those similar numbers? And to me, I, I don't know if Edmonton, especially if I'm looking at, you know, two different 34 year old goaltenders, uh, you know, I, I like Dubnik a little bit better because he's shown he could be in front of a team that doesn't play as well defensively and still put up good numbers, whereas Grice maybe hasn't shown that as well. Sure, but you have to give something up to get Dubnik. Sure, absolutely. Um, and may, maybe not that much, but something. Uh, yeah. The other, the other thought, too, you know, Braden Holtby, I know that I know the Oilers want to spend money up front, uh, but Braden Holtby, if you can, I mean, I don't know how much he's going to sign for. I really like, I don't think any team, no team's going to be willing to throw huge money at Braden Holby. I mean, he might, I don't think he might need to sign a, like a one year deal. I mean, if you look at his regular seasons, the last three years, he's been an under average goalie. Yeah. I, I don't think you're willing to, to pay him that much. He's just name recognition. I mean, maybe 5 million. I don't even think to be quite well. So to me, the bigger question is term, right? What are you going to give Holpe and you well, know? And, and it's why and, I think he needs to go sign a, like a one year, show me kind of deal. Let's see, let's see what you're made of. Yeah, and I think when you look at Robin Leonard, right, that supposed five year, five million dollar contract. If you look at a guy who's been stellar for the last couple of years, no matter where he's been, yeah. How are you going to um, give Braden Holpe more than right. that? How are you exactly? How are you going to give him more money than you're going to than Vegas is willing to give Robin Leonard? Now I understand maybe. Leonard's willing to take, you know, shave a million bucks off of that to say, hey, you know, I want, you know, a little bit more term on the back end. Well, and he wants uh, to play for a good team, right? Exactly. And that's the other thing, too. So, um, you know, maybe you can make the argument that Hopi can get close to five million dollars, but I'm not paying him a, a dollar more than that five million bucks. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm paying him five million. I'm, I really don't know. I, All right. I think he's going to need to go into a place and he's going to like 
if if he wants to have the long deal, he's going to need to take a short one and and go prove it. But he may just yeah. sign like a three year deal and and take what he can get. Uh, yeah, and especially when you've got a lot of teams that are moving goaltenders around, the, the the market is saturated, and a lot of these teams are having you know smaller internal caps now. So uh, you know he might find that there's not a lot of suitors that are going to give him a ton of money. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be. I mean, he's he's made what thirty five million in his career, uh, and and six million the last five years. So I, I think that he can afford to take a, a little bit of a a hit, but. I, you got to think. Two years ago, this guy was thinking he was going to get Carey Price money coming out of the, coming yeah. out of his free agency, and now he's he's not even going to be half that. Uh, there may be a team desperate enough to like to think, hey, we can bring him back and uh, and get him to that that star superstar level again. But he and he also does play in front of a team that is a little more loose with the puck. So you know, if he goes and plays for a more defensive team, you know, maybe he has a, a shot at being having a little bit better numbers but yeah that that'll be an interesting development to see where he goes and Edmonton would be a team that could give him some some term and maybe take take a chance on him cuz you know he'd be he'll be good he just it just depends on is he going to be great and what kind of numbers is he willing to take and is he willing to go to Edmonton that's sure. that's the problem Edmonton's the hardest maybe the hardest free agent team to determine because you truly have to find someone willing to live in Edmonton for six or seven <laughs> months out of the year in the coldest time of the year. So, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, you, you would you, uh, I guess it, it depends on how much you think, how well you think this team is going to do compared to, you know, oh, maybe I can go and sign in, uh, in like a, a warm weather city and just enjoy my life. <laughs> more right go go play one b you know hockey with dallas right yep yep exactly exactly so all right well that's uh that's the first uh first little bit of of teams we've been going for uh for a little while so we'll uh, we'll take a pause we'll come back to doing more goaltenders in our next show on for free agency we'll of course keep an eye on everything happening in the conference finals and uh, as as trades begin to happen actually a trade uh, did just happen uh, with the Minnesota Wild and the Pittsburgh Penguins with Nick Bugstad going to Minnesota so Pittsburgh clearing out a little bit of cap space and and we'll uh, we'll hit on that a little bit more as we move to the Penguins with their goalie situation as well so uh, you can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. 